is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to The Black Heron, episode 18. This is quite the episode for me. <laughs> I feel sorry for Rachel. I kind of vomited on her during this episode because I have been going through a lot of difficult um, emotions that make me feel uh, embarrassed and vulnerable. And I had to message Rachel to ask if I sounded like a dick after this episode. So uh, just can you be kind to me? <laughs> Um, anyway, so this episode is a juicy one. <laughs> Grab yourself a cup of tea um, and, and pull up to your two uh, writing besties as we dive into the most chaotic episode ever. We'll find it somewhere. <laughs> Hello, Sasha Black. Hello, darling. Shall we talk about our fuck up? <laughs> I have just been looking forward to talking to you for ages and ages. You know, so... We, it's the first, in fe- it's it's February 1st in New Zealand. Oh, so it's, you know, and I... We actually f- fucked it. We actually fucked it. I <laughs> was actually just looking at my note today saying, oh, I should have like posted the Black Heron yesterday, you know, to go live today from last month. It did not occur to me that I hadn't talked to you. And I think <laughs> the problem is that we talked on Marco Polo and in my head. We did. You know, we've we been did. hanging out. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you're like me, but I live and die by my schedule. And I knew we scheduled yeah. it. So I just went waiting yeah. for it to show up. But you know what we did? We can't, we can't, we can't mention it, but we scheduled a special episode and that's what fucked us. No, that is what it is. That because is what we were thinking we about scheduled. that. Yeah. And that's what completely fucked it. Cause I was like, oh no, it's fine. We've scheduled. No, because no, I remember Sasha. doing that. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing that as well. So I was like, oh, it's fine. We've got one in the bag, except we actually fucking haven't because that's a special thing that we're not talking about yet. Oh my God. Fucked it. Absolutely <laughs> fucked it. So that's really representative of my month though. Oh, I cannot wait to hear about this. So, so yes, uh, listener Sasha just texted me saying, when are we meeting? And I said, oh shit. And then I said, how about now? So <laughs> 30 seconds ago, we weren't going to talk. We have nothing planned. I mean, not that we usually nothing. <laughs> Literally not a fucking sausage that's been planned. <laughs> is that a British term or is that yeah. a Sasha term? No, no, that's British, not a sausage. Oh. I think it's not a sausage. I'm sure it is. I'm going to have to Google, so I'm not being wally, but I'm pretty sure it's right. Not a sausage. Not a sausage. Yeah, it's a British it's a thing. It's an idiom. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm stealing yeah. it. We do a lot of sausage. We have sausage sizzles here in New Zealand everywhere. If you go anywhere. You, like the, the charity thing is a sausage sizzle and you bu- and you get a sausage wrapped in a piece of white bread. It's oh, that weird. sounds like a hot dog. It is like a hot dog, but no bun. It's white bread. It's white very bread. odd. And it's like, right, you know, okay. $2. It's the cheapest meal you'll get. But anyway, don't care about that. Um, Tell me about your month. Tell me how oh, it's been going. God. Catch me up because I'm, you know, yonks behind on your podcast. I'm at least two or three months behind. I'm just catching up to like when, yeah, I don't even know where I was. I am perpetually either a juxtaposition or a conniption fit. And and this month, a little of both. (laughs) So I am simultaneously... Simultaneously in the best position I've ever been in and the worst fucking position I've ever been in. Do you know what? Mine is such a huge vomit. I feel like we should start with you. 
because okay. otherwise we'll okay. be here for like half well, the episode. I kind of like that because then I just get to like look forward to, I always like to save, save <laughs> things. So we will save your update Drama. for months. <laughs> I feel quite relaxed and very happy. Um, I just got back from the the most wonderful writers retreat I have ever taken, and you know I do these every three or four months That's if I can the afford it. I'm always glow saving. I can see. It, I've got like you know still beach hair because I went to the beach last night, but that was <laughs> that, that was in Wellington. But uh, uh, it was. I, I've really ruined myself completely because I usually go on these you know moderately cheap places where I stay for hopefully four nights. Three nights is just not quite enough. And four nights, I'm starting mm. to tingle for home. I got to get home. So four nights is perfect. And this one was not that expensive. It should have been. But um, but it was on the South Island. I had to take this little puddle jumper, this 20-minute flight over the strait and into this town called Picton and then just up the coast a bit. I did not have a car, which it turned it felt like a mistake at first. But then I found a $60 taxi to get me into town and get groceries and come back. But then I couldn't leave this place because I didn't have a car and it was far. It was much farther away than it, from everywhere that I thought it was. But it was on the water and it was on the water. Like if I stuck my feet out of the door at high tide, my feet got wet. It was just, uh, the dock that was my dock. That was... Oh my and God. and the water and the and the tide just always overlapped it and there's this picture on my Instagram where it, the boat appears to be floating in front of me because oh, wow. it, it was and I and it had these big sliding glass doors it was just a it was a bedroom and a little useless sitting room so the bedroom was connected to a tiny kitchen and I just sat in that bedroom I moved the most comfy recliner chair into the sliding glass door. So when it was cold or rainy, I just closed it and I was on the water. And But most of the time it wasn't. And the doors were just open and I was outside the whole time. I swam so much. I was just swimming off of my little dock. I um, dived. I was, I was, I hadn't dived off of anything in forever. And then after I dived like four times and came back inside, then I looked down and saw the biggest stingray I've ever seen in my life. It was the width of a boat just right where I had been. And then I Googled and I was, and they're like, stingrays won't hurt you. Just don't dive on top of them because it'll scare them and their barb will go up. And, <gasps> and so, but I kept swimming. I never, thank God I never saw one under me. Um, but the, but the magical thing was, is that I read three books. I longhand journaled 20 pages and these are like the big pages. And I did so much thought work. And um, one of the books I read was, I know we've talked about it. I had <laughs> I had done what I usually do, which is I got 40% into a book and then stopped a year ago uh, with Playing Big with Tara Moore. Oh my God, and I, I was, loved that book. You know, I, I read all of those kinds of books and they kind of go in one ear out the other a lot of times. And this time it really sunk in and it really stuck. And it and she's saying everything that I think about, but, you know, of course, much better. Um, the and two more types of fear is yes, the thing the that really resonated for me. Yeah, yes. The, the, I can't remember exactly the the Hebrew words for them, but um, one is the fear that we all fear when we're uh, doing something danger. scary or something. Yeah, yeah, danger. Um, don't do it. And then there's the fear that is um, of stepping into a space and an energy that requires you to be more than you've ever been and it's the it's the the healthy fear you feel when you're in the presence of the divine like yeah it's the i same live thing. for that like yes. i literally chase and i feel like dopamine dopamine has some kind of connection to it mm. and i i chase dopamine i'm literally like if i had if i if i had a drug of choice it would be mm -hmm. dopamine absolutely that, Absol that would be my drug of choice 
freaking lutely. So I I read that and I had all of these big ideas. And I will just say the big idea that I haven't been saying anywhere else because nobody will hear this but you and us and the patrons for a while. And then after it goes out wide, I'll either have scored it or I won't. But I'm going to apply for TEDx Wellington. While I was Fuck yes. While I was lying in bed thinking about what I believe about the critic and the muse, and I had this whole concept about them that I'm putting into words. I was like, I wonder if Wellington has a TEDx or Auckland has a TEDx. Yes, Wellington has a TEDx. It, the application closes in one week. Oh <laughs> my God, it, I just got goosebumps. If that wasn't like divine intervention, right. I don't know what is. Right. Oh my goodness me. So I'm yeah. doing that. And I, and I, I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about this the last time we chatted, but oh my God, everything has like, I'm, I'm following intuition. I am following what I want to do. And I'm going to write a money book oh. out, out of left field. But we have learned, or I have learned how to use money at the ripe old age of, you know, late thirties. I finally okay. got ourselves out of more than six figures of debt, not house included. Um, and it was about, and it's, it's not about money. It is about money. And the book will be about a little bit about money, but I'm not an MBA. I'm not a financial expert, but I do know how to face fear and shame and how to do it with other people. And this is the book I'm writing and I'm obsessed. What is your face? You have something there. Oh, so many things to tell you. Are you um, writing a finance just, book too? Because then we could? No, absolutely not. But um, it, when I start talking, remind okay. me to circle back to money. It's really important. I come back writing, to money. Writing it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, have, I love that you're going to do this because your updates every year are like my favorite. And I know that you've like confronted and you've like gone on that emotional journey with yes. money so much. And like, yeah, I, like it's all the little things that you do, like you thank every um, yes. universe every time you get like a patron or whatever. And I, I, I just still love it. do that. I, every little bit of money that comes in, I, I think it. And um, and but this will not be the girl boss. This will not be the, you know, even though I love reading these, et cetera, but this is not going to be manifest millions. This is actually for people who, who were like I was only, I, I looked it up. It was 2013. So only 11 years ago, I had my head in the sand and I couldn't pull it out. And we were in so much trouble and I was so scared to ask for help. And then I asked for help. And this book is kind of going to be about not only how money works and a little bit memoir, but also how to find the one friend or the two friends that you can do this book with. And it'll be broken up into weeks. So the first week, you just have to take this one little step together. You you all get together and do X. You all do Y. What were your what were your book titles? The Control Fix. Oh yeah, this is the Money Fix. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't exist. How does the title it. not freaking exist? So it'll be something about oh like you God. know ditching your debt, smashing your uh, smashing the patriarchy, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So You've it fits had exactly. A month. And I have had him. Yeah. Which actually feels really good because sometimes I come back to you and I'm like, uh, nothing, nothing. I also yeah. finished, I finished the recording for Unstuck. Um, I am in the edit, but that, that takes forever. I got the, um, the, the paperback, which I'm holding oh, up for people on the video, cover. the paperback and the, and the hardcover. I would love to have foil, but I cannot figure out a way to get foil affordably from where I am. And the, so I'm still kind of working on it. I'm not totally happy with these. These are from Lulu. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Kickstarter is getting ready to get up there. Is that the Kickstarter? This is the Kickstarter book. Yeah. And I was waiting until I could have them in my hands to do the video, 
Yes. Um, Would you like to see mine? Hell yes. Okay. So I'm just going to put a light on. I literally prepped in advance because I knew. um, In in your one minute of advance. Yeah. Yeah. In my one (laughs) literal second of advance prep. So uh, obviously for listeners who are not watching, you won't be able to see this, but this, hang on. How do I? No, no, I see it. I see it. It's, it's, it's glimmering. It is like the Please describe the book. Okay, so it is the most rainbow foiling you have ever seen. It is on the back, but we haven't quite... Oh, it's on the back. Oh, my God. Yeah, so so I will explain in a second. Sorry, we just have to squeal for a minute. Um, And then on the inside, like, oh, my God, look at that. So basically, I have silver... It's foiled on the actual book. Yeah. Silver holographic foil that is rainbow. So it's super uber gay. Um, I'm dying. I am dying. (laughs) There are color end pages, um, which are like saucy vampire lips. There is silver holographic foil on the cover, the spine and the back, which is a quote, which is, there are other ways to ruin a woman than killing her. Then I promise you, Octavia Beaumont, I will ruin you in each and every one of them. Ah! I love that quote. Um, so this is like not the final version because we are foiling off on the title. So for listeners at the moment, only House Crimson and Hearts is foiled, but we are foiling off as well. Um, the title so, yeah, is a House of Crimson Hearts. House of Crimson Hearts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is like this red and black, deliciously vampiric um, book. And there's going to be naughty, not safe for work art in it. And I am including vibrators in my Kickstarter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We had <laughs> talked about how that might be a possibility. That is, yeah, I, I have found a way to source them. I'm only the most genius. Ones. Oh, the, the little ones are so the cute the ones. They're like they're the thing that you can also feel free to give your friend and like that's exactly. So cute. Exactly. So here's my plan. I'm doing little ones this time mm-hmm. as a tester to make sure that they all arrive and it's all fine. If they work, I'm going to write in sex toys into my books, and then I'm going to source them for the Kickstarter <laughs> for the box. In my Kickstarter, I also have a kink list where that I have like written a checklist in my hers and hers box. So I'm just like spilling all the secrets now. But I have so I basically it's the her her uh her digital, her physical, hers and hers physical. And then I think there's like a her experience and then Something, 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 something. And um, anyway, in the hers and hers tier, there's two copies of the book, one for you and one for your partner. Um, But there's a kink checklist where you can recreate the um, scenes in the book. (laughs) It's like, because here's the thing, right? Well, we have to make our books an experience, which is exactly why it's called the hers and hers experience. Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm, I've designed the playlist to listen to, to the book whilst you read and everything like fucking I'm all over this. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's the Kickstarter. And you it's are the only epic. one doing this in this space. The, the, Am I? I don't know. There must be other people. The, in, in this epic, I don't know. I have not seen, you would have heard of it. Somebody would have sent it to you. I mean, I know there are other people that have done sapphic kickstarters. I'm not the first person to do a sapphic kickstarter. But to do to do it the way with that toys. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's I think you. possibly I don't know anybody else doing that. Oh, but that um, is so <clears throat> exciting. Okay, so my uh, update is done. I want to hear your okay. update now. Mine. Oh yeah. god. So, so I fucked up. I I fucked it up <laughs> big time. So Sasha has learned a lesson. 
Mm. Okay, this is really hard for me to say, but I think I work too much. <laughs> you don't say. We're shocked. Yeah, so, we're shocked. We really thought you were such a slacker. That's what everybody so says I, about you. I think I got my pacing <laughs> wrong and I have overloaded February and I'm in a bit of trouble with how much I've got on to the point where I'm almost at burnout. Um, oh no, and I didn't good for you for knowing it. it. I Yeah, I've recognized it. <clears throat> I've asked my VA to do more, but I also need to have like, I've, I've booked an extra session with Ellie uh, because I need a systems and I need to restructure. So to, to explain, after TikTok exploded mm -hmm. December was fucking mental and then it continued into January I've earned more this month than I earned last month oh my god congratulations this is the, well so this is the first time I've said this out loud to anyone other than my wife but <clears throat> <laughs> I'm so excited so so if we take a 12-month period, not necessarily the tax year, but if we take a 12-month period, by April, I think I will be a six-figure author. <laughs> I wish I could oh help God, you. I, I wish I could, like, roll a thump you oh. on the shoulders and roll around on the floor. That is... So, yeah, and, and it is so, so... This is why I'm, this is amazing. The bad mm -hmm. thing is I completely overscheduled myself. I do not have the systems and structures in place to be a six-figure author, <laughs> both financially, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, physically, <laughs> or in any other league. Yeah. Um, and so it's caused a bit of a complete meltdown. I've had an emotional breakdown because relationship to money knowing how much money is coming in, in it between now and sort of march april um i've had like a kind of financial breakdown over like the structure of it like actually realizing that i don't really know an awful lot about money i mean don't get me wrong i have read a lot of money books i've read almost every money book that joe has recommended and i still don't feel like i know anything about money mm -hmm. um and i think i feel like that because the money's coming in now and i know that it's coming in and I don't know, I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to deal with that. And like, yeah. and the, the strange thing about money is that at, when it starts flowing in, it just keeps flowing in. It's like a magnet. So it's sort of been this snowball of like a little bit of money was coming in. And then all of a sudden, a lot more money was coming in. And then I'm getting money in from all these different revenue streams. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I and like, and I don't, uh, people don't talk about this, which is why I'm talking about it, but I feel very uncomfortable. And people are probably going to hate me because I sound like a dick saying, oh, you know, what am I going to do? All this money is coming in. But actually, it's actually a real fucking problem. You don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to properly manage it. Yes, and, yes, and yes. Because, you know, you don't want it just to sit in the business, but you don't want it to lose it all in tax. You don't want to fritter it away. Um, and so it's caused a I have I have been chasing this fucking goal for as long as I can remember. I think I was 12 when I first put six figures on my bedroom wall. And I remember doing it. I was in a bedroom that was red and I put it on my wall and I've been chasing this for however fucking long that is a long time and it's just caused a complete like I've got almost gone into shutdown over it um but <clears throat> not only that I am doing too much <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've recognized finally that I'm doing too much <clears throat> can I can I interrupt and say something about the money yeah. and then we'll go back to doing too much so 
Um, in fact, this book that I'm writing is for people like you too, because I, uh, one of the things that I learned when I was learning how to handle money and how to use money is the whole, you need a budget, which is an app that I love, um, their philosophy of you give every dollar a job. So as soon as you get money in, you, you give it a job, you put it somewhere. So it always looks like you have zero because you're deciding what those prior, you've already made the, the decisions of when I get any money, you know, this percent goes to there and this goes there. And then you can look and it's really a calm, soothing place to be where you know that all the money is doing something, even if it's just sitting in a bank waiting to do the thing. Um, so that's yeah. what I sort of said to Chloe. Like I sort of said, I just want you to like give me some pocket money that I can spend on books. And then I, you know, I'm not, I just, the rest can go to the pension or, or to a property that we'll buy or whatever. And that's because exactly like, what you should be doing. You will decide right. how to send it and then you will get an allowance. You, you get your own separate like checking account that has this this is this card and it's Sasha's fun money and everything else is doing things yeah but it's the yeah, making the decision yeah. how to do the things that is oh and it's terrifying so overwhelming. Yeah. it is very overwhelming like literally in in one month I have earned what I used to earn in a year in sales like it's <laughs> that level of ridiculous <laughs> like and in March oh. <clears throat> I will be in the region of like what I earned in a year in my first year after I left my day job. Like it's fucking mental money, mental money. And it's, we're not even talking about the sums that are, you know, some of the really big ones. Right. But for me, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never had money. I've never had yeah. money. So <clears throat> anyway. Okay, anyway. So, and then so, you're doing too much. Tell me about that. So I'm doing too much. And, oh, I've forgotten what I was going to say about this doing too much. But basically, um, I'm, I'm really, really, really doing too much. And I don't know... I want to get rid of stuff. I want to offload stuff, but I don't know how. And the other thing I was going to say is um, the amount of um, like notifications and requests and emails and that have come in over the last two months is like astonishing. And it's a very good problem to have, but actually somebody has to respond like I, I still feel rude not replying to every comment and every DM. Mm -hmm. And I have gone through phases where I've sort of said, okay, I'm not going to do that. And I've ended up going back to doing it. But you know, in one day I, I got like eight invitations to various different things. And I was just like, this is like, I actually All on TikTok, that kind this. of thing or, you know, like, uh, come it, and join it, this like LGBT anthology, come and speak at this conference. Oh uh, I'd love gosh. to invite you to a discord group, you know, yeah. all of these different things. And they're lovely, wonderful invites, but I am only one person. And um, what I have learned is that saying no is an energy drain for me. So I actually need to put somebody in place in front do. of me as a barrier yes. to protect me from having to say no to everything because my SIG wants to say yes to everybody and, and, and you know, make everybody happy. You're still um, using Becca, right? Your assistant? Yes. Oh my God. I adore her. So yes. one thing that I did was um, for every energy drain that I have, I, it's really, it's really only come up with podcast stuff, but like I made scripts. And I gave those to my assistant. And then when I forward him those kind of emails, we have a code that says like, yes, pub, no pub. Uh, and he knows then to go pull the script and respond with that saying, you know, here Rachel says, blah, 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 blah. thanks, Ed. And it's super that's easy. That's lovely. Yeah. Then that's all you have really to do lovely. is make the decision and send it. And you don't have to worry about, because for me, it was the sending and then waiting for the response back. And I don't have to see any of it. So for me, it's a decision. I feel like I'm making so many decisions all day long. I almost want no? a decision tree for her. How about no all the time? Unless it's a hell yes. How about no all the time? You have enough to do. You, I mean, if 
some, somebody comes knocking that you want, hopefully you would hear about it, but like. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, but you can see, like, I actually need to deal with this because it's a problem yeah. for me. It is, yeah. but I recognize that it's a problem. Um, I'm, and it has basically led me to the precipice of burnout. And I'm so, so good at tipping on that edge and going, oh shit, quick, reverse, reverse very quickly reverse so I'm like I and this is this is the problem with being number one competition right I will take myself right to the point of having a migraine and then go but we don't want to be sick let's go lie down now Mm, yes you know yes yes. and so I'll pull back right before I tip and I actually don't want to be like this anymore Um, so yeah so so in terms of work where are you in terms of writing, releasing, where are you? <clears throat> so I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about my February. <laughs> In February, I have a Kickstarter, an audiobook launch, a book launch, my first ever live webinar, and I'm also speaking for Pro Writing Aid. Oh, and it's my kids' half term. <laughs> Sasha! Right. This is why I'm in this mess. This is why I'm in the mess. I need somebody to have hold of my fucking agenda and and calendar and say no for me. (laughs) That's what I need. Somebody needs to tell me no. Because I am. Well, what can you push? That's too much. What can you push? Can you push Kickstarter to March? Mm. (laughs) You are so stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) But... But what I'm thinking is I'm going to take basically the first week of March off and then it's Seville and London Book Fair and I'm probably going to take the end of that week off. Um, Good. And then I'm probably going to go to Venice at the end of March. So oh, I will end up March with is like... the best time in Venice. The wisteria oh, is just it? starting to bloom. It's my favorite time to go. The last week of March, first week of April. If you're getting, is that before Easter this year? It's um, basically it's, Easter weekend. That's so okay. It's that's okay. That's horrendously expensive. It gets busy but... right then, but it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. So um, Chloe starts her new job on the first of April. So we're trying to go like that last weekend, um, because also it's like the tail end of me being busy, and then. Yeah, so I'm going to try and have actual time away in Venice and some time off. I was meant to take tomorrow off, but I just can't. I just have so much to do. It's painful. Um, But yeah, so that's why I'm in a bit of a mess. Like, it's such a weird position to be in the best financial position I've ever been in. (laughs) Completely energetically fucked. Like... And I don't, this is not okay. I am not okay with the position that I yeah. have put myself in because my priority is to keep working and keep going and keep creating. And not just so, keep working, but keep working happily and keep and working joyfully. and joyfully. And, and yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And healthily. Mm-hmm. And I am, I have not been healthy the last two months. Mm. So, yeah. What's the thing that's giving you the biggest energy drain? Is it the communications from people that you're de- dealing with, like on TikTok and email and all that stuff? My inbox is the yeah. worst. My inbox. I lit. So I was with. A, oh, I'm gonna get emotional. I was with a friend today, and I opened my inbox and I lit. No. Oh. I literally went like this. 
Uh, because I just can't, I just cannot handle the amount of stuff in my inbox. And um, this person was like, you need to get somebody to manage your inbox for you. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> yeah, I don't enjoy my inbox. It's not a nice place for me. It would because, be, yeah, it would be. You know, I, I leave all tasks in there, right? Yeah, so I, I handle everything thing. I can get rid of and then it becomes a task list. But when it's like at 59 emails that all need tasks dealing with and some of them are huge and some of them are small and most of them require decisions when you're completely drained of decision-making energy it's not a fun place to be so yeah I am in a mess mm, I'm I am so sorry that is so frustrating oh it's okay it's can, you, can you batch until then like you know how I just do on Fridays I tried to do just on Fridays I scan it once once or twice a day for fires that I need to put out but then I sit down and I I take two or three terrible hours and I go as fast as I can because I do the same thing. I delete everything that I see that I can. But yeah. when I'm left with 100 emails in the inbox, it's because I have to open them and do something and answer a question yeah. and make a decision. And I hate it so much that I go to a cafe that I love. Yeah. I order chips and a, and a hot chocolate and I usually end up getting two hot chocolates while I'm there. And they know me. And and it's it's such a beautiful place to be. And I'm so miserable, but it it makes it bearable. <laughs> I love that. I love that you can be in a beautiful place and it's miserable. Yes, I mean that's that's what I've been trying to do. Um, but I I have been putting out so many fight like basically where I'd gotten to in this last couple of weeks is that I couldn't even like I have had some extremely exciting stuff come into my inbox that I haven't even replied to because <laughs> I'm just putting out fucking fires. I just all I can do is put out the next thing that's burning. That's yeah. it. That's where that's the level of like fucked it that I've got to. And I don't quite know how I got here, but I'm really recognizing I can't do it again. Cannot. Mm. Cannot. Mm -mm. Well, this is the first step. This is the first step is recognize it, understanding it, talking about it. Yeah. So whoops. <laughs> in terms of joy, what are you yeah. most excited about coming up in February? Ah. Uh the paycheck at the end of the month <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even yes. close to kidding um um do you know here's the thing like i am actually and this is how i know that i do the right job i'm actually excited for every single one of the things that i have on yeah the problem is i just fucked the scheduling like i'm so and excited for this Kickstarter. Like I have put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off. Like I have resisted. I resist everything. Everything that Joe says is a fantastic idea. I resist. I I'm like, no, uh, yeah. no, yeah. no, no. And then <laughs> give it six months. And I always do what she says every single fucking time. <laughs> she is always ahead. Every time. She always, she's always, always ahead. But I, I have to, I have to say no. Okay. Because it makes me feel better. <laughs> and then I just do as I'm told. So anyway. I have resisted Kickstarter, but now I have the book. Now I can see how amazing like the package is. I'm yeah. literally like, like buzzed off my nipples for this thing to happen. I'm so excited for the webinar because I get to like geek out. I'm so excited for the book launch. I'm just, yeah, I'm excited for everything. Just not all at once. <laughs> how about you? What are you excited for in February? <laughs> uh Oh, you know, what I'm completely forgetting is that I have an actual full uh, book to revise. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> <just do it. laughs> 
due in February is Seven Miracles because like oh she, God, she got it back to me about that like, a, like eight months ago or something. She said, <laughs> I thought she said it, you know, just have it to me by the end of March. But I just looked at the email and it was like, have it to be have it to me by March. So I've got to sneak in a couple of weeks of revision. Yeah. Um, but I am looking forward to just getting back in that and and finishing it because I never even looked at her notes inside the manuscript, but I did read her revision letter and it was it was really simple. So now I'm scared that it's not going to be simple when I open the manuscript. I don't remember it. I will be more fresh to this book than I have ever been fresh to a book because I wrote it so fast and then got rid of it. And yeah, um, that and applying for TEDx and I'll either get it or I won't, but you know, it's a good practice. And the thing that I want to speak about is something that like influences all of my other writing, which is basically that the voice of the critic shows you it's it's resistance as Stephen Pressfield, you know, um, the voices of the critic shows you where you want to go. And then there is absolutely nothing you can do with the critic voice, except notice where it's pointing and then ignore it. And here's how you ignore it. Cause it's never going to go away. And it's honestly only going to get worse. It gets worse and worse as we move forward in our careers, as things become more and more important, the critic's voice gets loud. But if you ignore it and do the work, then the muse can come to you and wants to be with you. So I'm, I'm putting it in this, in this concept of like the worst celebrity breakup that has ever happened was the critic and the muse. They used to be together. They were hot shit. And um, that's where you come from. That's where creativity comes from. And they both love you very much. But um, the critic is dick and the muse is smart and she had to leave him. And now she only can come visit you when you're not hanging out with the critic. Like when you have, you know, said to the critic, just do your thing, sit there talk about your shit. I'm not going to listen. I'm working. And then the muse can just kind of come out and hang out and tell you what you really should be doing and what oh, this book really that. is and how you can be brave and how you can take a new step. And the muse is not just about creativity. It's about anything brave that we want to do. Um, and that's so what the that's TED... why Tara Moore um, exactly. made such an impact this time. Oh, I love and it was, that. It was so funny because she was talking about one woman who like had, had, you know, become brave and had done a, a <clears throat> TED talk, TEDx talk. And I then I from that page in the book, I'm like, I went, oh, I should look at TEDx. And a week from now, they want a three minute video. They don't even do written um, in Wellington. They don't do written. They do video, which I do well. So they want a three minute oh, video on it. That's a lot of pressure, yeah. though, to do like straight off the bat, like video. I know. It's, it's a I good know. job you've got yellow strengths and you can just like. <laughs> You know, it'll it be out. it'll be drafted. It'll be right in front of my eyes. I will hopefully won't be able to see me reading it. But yeah, so fingers crossed. It's so that's like, that I'm excited about. What you're talking about kind of reminds me of like weightlifting in the gym. Like the the more you do it, the harder it gets because you're lifting heavier. But actually, yeah. the better you are at yeah. lifting. Yes. Like it's that same kind of. It's a strange thing, I suppose. It's. It's the the way of mastery, isn't it? Really? Yes, exactly. And I love that analogy because nobody ever expects a weightlifter as they're getting better and better to go in and say, oh, this is easy. I, you know, it always gets harder and weightlifters always. expect things to get harder. That's part of the job. But in creativity, there's this big lie that says the better you get it, it should be easy. So if it's getting harder, you're doing it wrong and you should just quit, which is antithetical to everything I believe. And I, I think I bring that into all of my work. This is the through line of it sucks. It's uncomfortable. We can be comfortable in discomfort and move forward. And then that's where the joy comes from is doing the work. So yeah, that's yeah. all the I fixes. love the pain of, of hard things. I, I mean, yeah, I'm me too. like, but that's, we're not normal. 
we're not, we are not normal. normal. We're way. not normal. But I, I'm like, if it's, if it hurts, I'm probably on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well then let me tell you, tell you about your February. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Hey, listen, I am never repeating what is about to happen in February. I can I can assure you that I, I'm basically going on Friday to my coaching session with my ass out ready for an ass kicking because I know that I fucked up, okay? Oh my At least gosh. I know. At least I know. Oh God, it's fine. Oh, it will be fine. I'm, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for for both of us in this in this weird next month. I'm so glad that we remembered we were going to chat. <laughs> what a what a wild lightning round too. This is probably long enough because you probably need to go to bed. Isn't it like eleven there? There's a ten. No, it's nine. I oh, okay. the funny the, I just for me the funniest bit about this whole <laughs> fuck up is that I genuinely was messaging you. <laughs> Thinking it was the end of February. <laughs> Stop we it. To book in. No, that's why I was messaging you. Because I was like, oh, we need to book in for the end of February. Completely fucking forgot. It's still fucking January here. <laughs> <laughs> this month has seriously been the longest year of my life. Funny. <laughs> 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 like, oh yeah, should we do it now? I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's why you gave me the cry emoji. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because I was like, wait, what? Oh, it was like a double fuck up. <laughs> double fuck up. I completely forgot, fucking forgot that January was a month that needed a black heron. <laughs> oh, we yes. both did. But I think we have, we can't, we, we won't talk about it yet. But I, I was just looking at our well, schedule. We when should, do we, I think it's in February so sometime. We have the, it um, is in February. It's in February. So secret. we, we, and it's what are we doing? Is it that month, or are we doing it as a bonus? Like a bonus. I don't bonus. know. Let's decide how we feel. You know what? It's probably going to be that month because yeah. February is busy for both of us. Yeah. Okay. How about that? Cool. So it's so basically, what we're saying to you is <laughs> next month is going to be super super fucking special, and it's gonna it's gonna some of our favorite things are going to be on that episode. <laughs> Oh, wait a wait a wet the wet the appetite. We oh, it's delightful. I know, I know. It's what we do. <laughs> I love. All it. All right, my love. Thank you for jumping in so readily. And um, yeah, <laughs> okay. And for being free because we now. really would have fucked it tomorrow. Yeah, no, I don't know when we would have done it. So no, this is perfect. No. Okay, Hi. I'm going to wish you happy February. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. That is it for this month. Join us next month when we will return with episode 19 of The Black Heron. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review.